There is a ceasefire in the Middle East, but it looks like the damage has been done. Andrew Cuomo is a piece of crap, but now his brother is in on it. And the mayor of Chicago is just a garbage, hateful human being. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, welcome back this is to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I'm Gene. Told you I would take some Thursdays off, and I did yesterday. Uh, not for good reasons. We've got a sick family member, um, and she needed to go have her chemo. So I went with the person, and it was kind of sad. But and so that's why I took the day off. It's really a long day, I, much longer for her than me. But I didn't get to finish up my writing, so I did that yesterday. So finally, uh, the main battle between Israel and the Palestinian Authority of, on the Gaza Strip has uh, stopped, at least temporarily. Uh, both sides agreed to a ceasefire. There was not, a, well, sort of. Uh, I think uh, the, P, the Palestinian Authority on the Gaza Strip has actually, did not actually agreed to a ceasefire more than they really couldn't handle it anymore. We'll talk about that. And Israel wasn't all that sure they wanted to go into a ceasefire right off the bat. I have a feeling Israel's getting pretty tired of them, and they may want to stop this, cut this completely off. I have a feeling, well, I'll talk about that, because there's another uh, train of thought that has been uh, come to my attention uh, the the ceasefire started at midnight this morning, tonight, today. Uh, it was negotiated between the two with Egypt. I know you, you're you're hearing that Biden is kind of taking some credit for this. I don't know. It doesn't sound like he's really taking credit for it. I think he's more saying that he influenced it, and the reality is he didn't. Uh, this is not a popular uh, ceasefire with the Israeli right. The Israeli right, you got to understand this. This happens every couple of years, and what ends, what happens is the Palestinian Authority, who I'll call the PA from here, typically gets their asses kicked to the point where everything is destroyed, uh, and then they take a couple years off to rebuild. Uh, they're going to have to come up with new leadership. They're going to have to get more missiles, more money. Uh, and then they'll just start this whole thing up again. And so with this with this problem we see here, um, we could see that actually happen. We could actually see them wait up for a couple weeks, try to strengthen up, and then go at it again. It depends how much help they're getting from Israel, how much armaments they have, or this ceasefire could be permanent. Could be held for a couple of years before Hamas does something bizarre again, and then they start attacking again. Uh, so the right is basic. The right in Israel is basically saying, "Hey, we shouldn't end this. We should just go in there and just take them out. Actually, go through a ground war." I don't agree with that, and I'll tell you why in a second. Benjamin Benjamin Netanyahu didn't agree with the right. He is part of the right. He didn't agree with the right. He decided to sign the ceasefire. and But he did say if there was any further attack, they would go in and cut off the head of the snake. Now, that's one of the problems I have with Benjamin Netanyahu is you've been saying this every time the Palestinian Authority in the Gaza Strip 
actually does this says that uh, does this you say you're going to cut off the head and the head of the snake and yet you always fall short i i just personally think it's time to go in there and just take these guys out i mean the, we're talking the gaza strip very small area but i can understand why he doesn't want to do it okay so here are the statistics this is coming from the idf the israeli defense force I don't typically take any information that comes from the Palestinian Authority because it comes from official news agencies and they do conflict with the IDF and the Palestinian Authority is not real good with the truth so I don't even bother with it. So there uh, the big one of the biggest areas is they destroyed 62 miles of the metro. Now you might remember we talked about the metro earlier the metro is are underground tunnels used to house troops, uh, uh, munitions, and are used for surprise anti-armor uh, raids. So there, whenever there's an attack, these these pieces of human debris just jump right into these underground tunnels. Well, the good news is this was their big trick they did last week. Good news is they bombed the living crap out of those uh, tunnels and destroyed quite a bit of it. So. That's And that's why we need to be careful with these numbers. They're not really sure how many they took out. Because those underground tunnels, of course, they couldn't confirm. And we know they... they the Israel, if you don't remember, Israel uh, made a feint against, uh, uh, against Hamas. They said, on, they said on social media that they were going into... They were starting a ground operation into the I got I almost said um, West Bank into the Gaza Strip and they didn't they actually waited till these guys ran into those tunnels and then blew the crap out of the tunnels so we don't know how many people are dead they are claiming 225 of Hamas and Islamic Islamic Jihad terrorists have been killed and that includes 25 uh, Hamas commanders again that number can probably go straight up. The Palestinian Authority shot 4,340 missiles with 630 of their missiles falling inside the Gaza Strip. It's basically a little, little less than a quarter of the missiles that they fired never even got out of Gaza Strip, which is amazing. Gaza Strip is like, it's very small. So they, so they ended up falling on top of their own people. So they ended up killing their own people. That's why you got to be careful when they say, oh, well, ha Hamas says 9,000 people died. Yeah, you, you got to be careful because, <laughs> you know, 600 of their missiles actually landed in, on buildings. So this isn't a good thing. The Iron Drone took out uh, about 90% of the missiles coming down. Uh, there were reported two Israelis were killed, uh, a few dozen injured. The idea of, say, there's... Uh, says the amount of damage to Hamas is extensive, still very hard to tell. Uh, there were two drones taken down, shot down. These were armed drones. One of the drones was shot down, actually ended up falling on the terrorists that launched it, so that's kind of awesome. And the other drone uh, that was shot down, they believe... They're looking to identify it, but they believe it is an Iran Iranian uh, Iranian drone sent from Lebanon to 
uh, sent from Lebanon, who's being housed by Hezbollah, another terrorist organization, and it did no damage. So that's good. Um, there are some things here, something very interesting came to my attention, is that there may be civil war very soon within the Gaza Strip and the, uh, and the West Bank. Now, if you don't know the two, uh, the West Bank, the, Go the Gaza Strip is actually on the uh, west side of Israel and the West Bank or west coast of west side of Israel and the uh, West Bank is on the east side of Israel. Yeah, I know. Don't ask. I, I don't get it either. Those two are controlled by the Palestinian Authority. The Palestinian Authority is led, their main party, and by the way, no Jews in those areas, zero Jews. 20% of Israel is Jewish, is uh, Arab. No Jews in the West Bank or in the Gaza Strip. Right now, Fatah, who's another terrorist organization, don't kid yourself, Fatah, the three terrorist organizations in um, the West Bank and Gaza Strip is Fatah, the Islamic Jihad, and Hamas. Right now, Fatah, the Hamas is the most active, followed by the Islamic Jihad, then Fatah. All right, but Fatah is the leading government. Now, during this, this whole thing started because of an election that wasn't run. There is thought now Hamas was going to win that election, which is why the election was stopped. And now it seems that Hamas is pretty pissed off about it. So we may be seeing Hamas and Fatah actually fighting each other for control of the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. So that'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, that might be one of the reasons Israel has decided, well, we're just... We're not just going to go in there and start making a mess because it's very possible they'll do it themselves. So let them take care of it. But the big problem is this is becoming more than just politics in the Middle East. It's coming to the United States, uh, especially in New York, through uh, pro-Palestinian folks and Jews. And it's huge, typically what it is, it's pro-Palestinians going in and just attacking random Jews. So in New York, um, Jews at a restaurant were assaulted and spit on by a bunch of pro-Palestinian uh, pro youngsters. They weren't terrorists, they were just rioters. Uh, the, uh, they walked over, they asked them if they were Jewish, and then just started spitting on them. Uh, at another restaurant, uh, yeah, I think I believe this one was at uh, Town Square in New York, Times Square in New York. Uh, a Jew was attacked and beaten up. Uh, part he was actually hit with a was a stanchion from you know the, the, those poles that hold up ropes around the restaurant. He was actually beaten with that. There were two uh, at the Diamond Mart, a heavily Jewish area fireworks and an actual what looked like some sort of actual pipe bomb were, were thrown at crowds of, of Jews and at uh, Jewish businesses. There have been, I believe, 29 people have been arrested over this whole thing. Just absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. These are terrorists. These are these are terrorists as far as I'm concerned. They're, they're roving around in bands saying anti-Semitic 
anti-Semitic sayings and going out just, just to hurt people. In Fairfax, California, Fairfax is a district in Los Angeles that is also extremely heavy Jewish. Another heavily orth, uh, uh, an Orthodox Jew was almost run over by a group of people yelling Allah Akbar. They weren't even yelling anti-Semitic slurs. These guys were actually going to kill him. That's terrorism. I have a feeling this is gonna get this is gonna get far worse before it gets better. Uh, the Democrats have a real problem because their party is really looking anti-Semitic. Uh, the squad has been terrible. The squad is basically calling for the... Uh, they're not calling for the destruction of Israel, but they are looking forward to it. Uh, Rashida Tlaib has said that. I mean, Rashida Tlaib supposedly is pa- Palestinian, I believe. And she has actually called for the destruction of Israel. So it, that's how it is. She's got a map in her office where she's got a piece of paper covering Israel and she wrote Palestine on it. Um, the Democrats are working hard to try and cut off all aid to Israel. Nothing has passed yet, but they have already sent a bill. They wanted to block that $735 million Biden was sending to rearm the uh, the Iron, iron, uh, block, iron uh, Dome, which is funny because the Iron Dome is not an offensive weapon. It's a defensive weapon. Um, Biden keeps keeps sitting back and saying, guys, Israel has, or not saying, he just announces, Israel has a right to defend itself, and they should defend itself. That's not real strong language or anything, but he's been getting pushback just for saying that. The MS, MSNBC and CNN have been bringing on openly anti-Semitic uh, uh, journalists to talk. I mean, openly anti-Semitic. We're talking one guy sat back and said, oh yeah, the Jews are running the media. That's why. There's no sympathy for the Palestinians. It's like, wow, guys. Here's the thing. The irony in this whole thing is that Biden just signed an anti-Asian hate crime bill. He just signed that, I believe it was yesterday, yesterday or Tuesday. Yesterday or Wednesday. Just signed one. and But the violence against the Jews, he hasn't even touched. You know why? Jews are considered white. So it's not even a thing. Big deal. Okay, well bunch of white people are getting beaten up. Oh, well, here's another great, here's another great one. Um, it's been a really bad week for the Cuomo family, uh, for Andrew and for, for Andy, uh, the governor, and for Chris, who's the CNN commentator. It, it's not a shock it's been a bad week. Uh, the chickens have come to roost, and they are the most corrupt family. Their father was corrupt when he was governor of I, he was either governor of New York or uh, gov, uh, mayor of New York City, but they were all corrupt. I still can't believe all these people still have jobs, but they do. So we got a little blood money going on. Andrew Cuomo's tax records came out. Uh, someone made a little money during the pandemic. You know, good for you. Uh, Cuomo made $5.12 million in 2020. million of that came from his book discussing his leadership during the pandemic. Now, the the 3.1 million actually came as an upfront fee. His book's only sold 46,000 copies. It's been out for three months now. So no one's reading this garbage book. 
And if you don't know what the book's about, it's about how he did such a great job during the pandemic. So, I mean, he did such a great job. They wanted him to run for president against Trump so he could end up being president because he was just so great with his leadership. Yeah, there were a couple problems with that. He had a policy that said you had to put COVID people who were infected with COVID back into old folks' homes. A bunch of people got infected. 14,000 died. And then he decided to underreport it by 6,300 and uh, and uh, lie about it, to hide it, to hide his incompetence. He misappropriated government resources to get him his book, get his book done. So he had a bunch of people who were working for the taxpayers to help him write, edit, type his book so that he could make $3.1 million. So he basically had the taxpayers help him write the book. He's apparently been giving tests to... Uh, uh, COVID tests that were very hard at one point to get out. He's been getting them to his family. Yeah. Just, you know, Im immediately they've been given to the family. So, yeah, things are going really, things are going really well for Andrew Cuomo. A lot of blood money there. And that's not even going over the seven, I think it was, it's between seven and 11 women who are screaming sexual harassment, including a couple that have video evidence of it. Oh, yeah. Good for Cuomo. So if he if he decides to if he does get impeached, which that doesn't look like it's going to happen because he's a Democrat, that would never happen. Uh, Trump could uh, Trump, the president of the United States, could get impeached twice for nothing. Meanwhile, this guy's got a ton of corruption on him. He won't get impeached once, uh, or if he resigns, which he won't do because he's an arrogant bass. Well, he won't do because his brother told him not to. Um, or if he doesn't run again. He'll be doing okay. So you don't worry about um, you don't worry about Andrew Cuomo. He'll, he'll be okay. But it wasn't just him who got in a little bit of trouble. Uh, Chris Cuomo should be looking for a new job, but apparently he's not going to be. Chris Cuomo won't. Um, he's not going to see any pushback for some really unethical behavior. It, and it just shows again how biased CNN is, and how there is. Nothing anyone can do about it or nothing anyone can do in their organization that would get them get into trouble as long as they toe the line. Okay, so what's the story? Here's, according to the Daily Wire, four sources familiar with the calls told the newspaper that Chris Cuomo advised his brother on how to handle political fallout produced by the allegation. Chris reportedly told his brother to refuse to resign and strike a defiant pose claiming he was standing up against cancel culture. The governor has said he will not step down from office and offered only the most formal apologize to his accusers. That's awesome. That's what you want out of a news reporter from one of the most trusted news sources in America, right? And I'm using, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Not only was Chris making a big joke out of the 16,000 deaths that his brother lied about it. You may remember seeing this. He actually brought on Andrew Cuomo and had a big old Q-tip. Was making fun of the size of his nose and said how he is creating Cuomo sexuals because he's so sexy. Just weird stuff. He ignored all of that. Not one question about it. He did not... 
not only did he not report about his brother's malfeasance with the sexual uh, harassment charges, and they seem to be pretty credible, but now he's giving advice on his brother how to get away with this through the media. And guess what? Andrew Cuomo did all three things that he's saying. Chris Cuomo got caught between a rock and a hard place, made CNN look really bad. Uh, they will get a black eye over this whole thing. CNN had to force Chris Cuomo to apologize, and he did on television. He said, being a journalist and a brother to a politician is a unique challenge, and I have a unique responsibility to balance those roles. It was a mistake. So, yeah, I guess that's good enough to get yourself forgiven. CNN has decided not only are they not going to fire Chris Cuomo, they're not going to suspend him or even punish him. CNN said in a statement, Chris has not been involved in CNN's extensive coverage of the allegations against Governor Cuomo on air or behind the scenes, in part because, as he has said on his show, he could never be objective, but also because he often serves as a sounding board for his brother. However, it is inappropriate to engage in conversations that include members of the governor's staff, which Chris acknowledges. He will not participate in such conversations going forward. The network said Cuomo will not be disciplined. All right, listen. I don't blame Chris Cuomo for helping out his brother. That That's a thing. Okay? I, 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 I really do don't blame him. But then say something. You don't have to tell the world what advice but you can sit back or at least call cnn and say hey i'm going to give him some advice listen chris cuomo's a leftist let's call it what it is chris cuomo should just come out and say i'm a leftist i believe in everything my brother does and blah and i understand you got your brother you got to take care of family i got it but he has also been manipulating the stories about his brother not reporting stories that are negative to his brother and, and that, and now it looks like he is helping create a narrative, help his brother create a narrative that is going to be manipulated by the Mac, by the news organizations, and that does bother me. This is not a thing. And if this, he should have been fired immediately for this crap by not disciplining Cuomo whose reins are already in the toilet. So I'm not exactly sure why they don't just suspend him and, and, you know, look better for it. CNN looks like they approve of what Cuomo, what Chris got away with. He, he just happened to get caught. And this would have been no big deal if only CNN caught him. I'll go a step further. CNN has shown that they support this, quote, help, end quote, that Chris gave Andrew. And it sounds like they would have wished they would have gotten away with it. It just shows what kind of garbage organization CNN is. All right, now, oh, this is... There are, are two people that I think are just absolutely horrid, terrible, awful human beings. That's a lie. There are three or... There are ten. But one of them that I cannot stand is Lori Lightfoot. She is a sexist. She's a racist. She's incompetent. She's a bigot. 
and she always justifies it. She admits it, her actions show it, her words show it. She's a terrible human being. So, this week, or last week, I, no, it was this week, she said she would only grant one-on-one -on -one interviews with black and brown people. No white people need apply. In a two here's a portion of a two-page statement she released, because at first no one believed it. At first, everyone thought, no, is that true? And then it finally got confirmed. A, a couple of reporters say, no, that's exactly what she said. She will only have one-on-one -on -one interviews with black and brown people. So let's read some of this. Let's read some of this uh, press that she put out. In looking at my absence of diversity across the city hall, press corps and other newsrooms. Sadly, it does not appear that many of the media institutions in Chicago have caught on and truly have not embraced this moment. I have been struck since my first day on the campaign trail back in 2018 by the overwhelming whiteness and maleness of Chicago media outlets, editorial boards, the political press corps, and yes, the city hall press corps especially. Excuse me, specifically. The, the whiteness and maleness? Really? The whiteness and maleness. You sexist, racist whore. That's what she is. She is. Okay, continuing. If I was the black mayor, if I, as the black woman mayor, the first ever, don't challenge us, the collective us, to do better, to really make sure that in every institution it reflects diversity, nuance, and texture, then shame on me. This isn't my job. It shouldn't be. I don't have time for it. But as with so many festering problems, it has gotten worse with time. So here I am, like so many other black women before me, having to call your attention to this problem. Okay, first things first. Uh, no, she can't do this. It's illegal. It's, I mean, it's flat out illegal. She can't do it. They, uh, people have tried to do this before. She cannot legally do this. She could, she will get sued. She will get sued. It is a violation of the first amendment. And actually, I think there's actually a law that says she cannot, it's a violation of the constitution. First amendment. It's a violation of several amendments. Probably the 13th and 14th amendment too. That's not the thing because it's she is such a freaking racist. This so you're going to segregate and discriminate based on race for diversity and inclusion. Think about that for for a second. By the way, think about that for a second because that's what CRT, uh, critical race theory, does. Discrimination, segregation, and discrimination is the only way to create diversity and inclusion. Uh -huh. Now, most most journalists are not going for this. They are not going for this at all. Um, they think it's racist. They think it's against. It's an attack on the press. Uh, one reporter, Gregory Pratt, who's a Latino journalist, which is weird because that doesn't sound like a Latino name. He actually canceled a, when he found out that this was happening on that same day. He had a one-on-one -on -one interview with the mayor and he canceled it. He said, this is just wrong. This is just wrong. But that's not all Lori Lightfoot has done to destroy her city. 
Uh, though Chicago will lift its mask mandate this week, Lightfoot has decided to continue to wear a mask. And she says she will continue to wear a mask and she will wear a mask around people. Okay, where's the science there? See what I'm saying? There's no science there. It's, the mask is nothing but about power. It's not about, it's not about anything else. If people have to wear a mask around her, even though she's vaccinated, there, there's no reason for it. All this follow the science bullcrap you've been hearing for the last six months, it goes it goes straight out the window. I had another podcast, a part of the podcast I was going to have was going to talk about how just the Democrats have just started ignoring the science, even though now the science really says, yeah, you can get rid of this now. Follow the science. What bull. Um, Lightfoot's other problem is crime in Chicago. Still sky high. Chicago averages between 30 and 50 shootings every weekend. Not week. Weekend. They typically average 2 to 10 deaths every weekend from shootings. And 30 to 50 shootings. It is so much a problem in Chicago. That they actually keep statistics of it. They update you every Monday telling you how many shootings were happened in Chicago. Because there are so many. And this is continuing. And she still is saying, we need to defund the police. Get rid of the police. Oh yeah, that's great. And for the creme de la creme, Chicago has a huge rat problem. So they decided to handle this? How do you think they want to handle this? They are releasing feral cats into the city so that they can find the rats and eat the rats. No kidding. I had a couple questions. What will they do when the cats eat all the rats? Get dogs to eat all the cats? What about when the all the dogs eat the cats? Get tigers to eat the dogs? And exactly what eats a tiger? There's nothing that eats a tiger. This could never this may never end. By the way, I was, there was an interview, I think it was on Fox News, uh, there was a guy who sits back and says, well, you actually don't put cats to eat rats because cats don't like hunting rats because rats are actually pretty big and rats have a tendency, especially city rats, they have a tendency to fight back. Um, you probably wanted to get dogs because dogs just go over rats. Yeah, I can, you know, I can believe it. I can absolutely, if this gal could screw up water. Okay, well, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. You can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Read all my links. I'm actually going to have an extra article in there this week because I couldn't get to it today. Uh, I hope you folks... Oh, and don't forget to visit Rumble and YouTube. Find Dumbasses Talking Politics and take a look at my video shorts. I've got, a, I've got a few. I'm still uploading them to Rumble, but they're getting there. I hope you folks have a great, great weekend, and I'll see you Monday. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.